Thank you for joining us on the Leader Brew Podcast. We are on an adventure to explore inspirational leadership stories from the classroom to the real world. In every episode, we'll bring new perspectives and fresh approaches to solving some of today's most complex global leadership problems. We hope you enjoy listening and gaining valuable leadership insights. Now, it is my pleasure to introduce today's hosts, Dr. Rick Arrowood and Dr. Leslie Hitch. Leslie, welcome. We're so excited to have you uh, on this podcast series, and you have the distinct pleasure of introducing today's guest. I will introduce today's guest that not only do I have the distinct pleasure of introducing, but I had the even more distinct pleasure of having in my classroom, and she could take it over from me without any difficulty at all. So Toka, Toka resides in Bangladesh, but we are more than delighted that she has uh, come back to Boston. And so we are going to have our very, very first interview with Toka. And Rick and I will be jumping in and out as we are prone to do with additional questions for her. But let's let her get started with where she is, what she's done, when she graduated, and what she would like us to know. Over to you. Welcome. Thank you so, so much. I'm so, so excited to be back. It's wonderful to see you again, Rick. Thank you. So nice to see you, Leslie, over Zoom, but still I get to see you. It's been a while. <laughs> so, yes, I'm Tilka Frizana. So I have attended uh, the summer program 2013 at Northeastern University. I have completed my graduation uh, in January 2014. My degree was the L Global Leadership Program. So I had... Uh, to take classes in Australia, and then I had to take online classes from Northeastern. And I was lucky enough to come to the US for the summer program. I reside in Bangladesh. I am from Bangladesh, and I'm working as a lecturer at North South University currently. Which I think is absolutely, <laughs> uh, you know, when we think about what we're doing in the leadership classroom, of course, we're teaching leadership theory, we're sharing our own experiences. But at the end of the day, how exciting it is to to learn that one of your former students has now become a faculty member as well. I mean, that to me is an exciting part of the leadership program. I think it is too. What are there been any particular ideas or processes that you've brought to the classroom? Who who are your students and what are you hoping that they will do besides stay awake? Um, during the time that you're teaching. And when you're finished with that, if you could tell us a little bit about how you transitioned um, from regular teaching and then during the pandemic. Thank you, Leslie. So basically, um, I have always wanted to teach for a long time. So I knew I would eventually get into this career. And uh, for me, you guys have all been my role model, to be very, very honest. And I've thoroughly enjoyed all your classes. I remember how Rick used to be like, oh, it's a sunny day, let's head outside. <laughs> and let's do the classes out in the garden. So this was very out of the box for me, out of the box theory, because in Bangladesh, we are very accustomed to classes being held inside the classroom. So I tried to um, take a bit of that. 
North South has a huge campus with really nice open floors where you get a little bit of sunshine and there's the wind blowing. I would casually take my classes out if we're doing a case study. We'd go into the uh, open spaces and get the classes done there. So even other faculty members, when they're walking by, they'd give me a dirty look at times. I wonder what I'm doing with my whole bunch of students, 40 students out in the open. And we're just all over the floor with our books spread out and our notes out there. And we're just sitting on the benches and then, you know, doing our classes. It's so much fun. So I don't think everything should go according to theory or within the books. We need to go. We need to step outside a little bit for the students to enjoy, because what we have experienced was wonderful. Uh, well, te teaching and learning was taking place. Yeah, so as, teaching as and learning. Yeah, get, it was. It, I was learning in the process right. as well. And it's it's thinking out. It's thinking outside the box. Yeah. Did you find as you transitioned from um, university setting into? I know you're involved in some entrepreneurial activities as well. Um, did you find that method seemed to work in almost any scenario, or did you? Or sort of find yourself having to go back to a more structured environment? Uh, to be very honest, uh, it's not only in my classes or in my workplace. It's also when I'm doing my business, the cafe that I own. It works everywhere. It's applicable everywhere. It's not just uh, only for my students. or it's It cannot be closed bound. So basically, when I'm even talking to my uh, partners or let's say I'm working at the cafe, there are times when you need to put your foot down, take the rope, like get hold of the rope, and then you take forward. So I think that leadership quality matters wherever you stand, even, even at home. So a question that I know that I asked a question about the change in the pandemic, but let's hold that one for a minute. Um, the, the key to this program uh, was the global aspect of it. And I would tell people when they asked me what I was doing, besides enjoying Australia, uh, I would say that in any one given classroom of 15 students, I could have 11 different nationalities. I'm curious as to what, particularly today, where the world seems to be hunkering down to its own tribe, that you are using or not using or what you found beneficial or not from the global aspect? First, from the global aspect, I think accept acceptance is very important. Accepting people from where they belong, from where they are. Even in Bangladesh, we have different cultures when students are coming in from the different cities. How they react to scenarios, situations, the classes. Even, let's say, if I give an assignment in class... And um, even for the first last semester that I was doing, I made a pop quiz. It was just an additional 10 marks if they could, if they wanted to participate. It was optional, right? So first it comes as a shock. Everyone wants to attend it. Then it's when I say it's optional, they're not very happy about it because they want to hear you have to sit for the exam. My point to them is they should be able to take their own decision. That's a starting stone. That's a starting step for them to figure out what they want, right? And then if they are doing well and good in the exams, they're happy. If not, they're not ready to take the responsibilities as yet. So uh, even, in, if I, even if I say culturally, Bangladesh uh, has a culture where they expect the teachers to 
tell you exactly what they want. Like, I would want them to step up and tell me what they want for a change. There are spaces in my modules where it's open for them to figure out. I give them options, quizzes or cases, but they're so confused. And then I can't blame them. They're undergrad students again. You know, when you, I'll take you back to the classroom. Uh, one of our favorite places, of course, to be. I, I miss the food that we often had in the yeah. classrooms. This was this was one staple, if you will, uh, for for the classes. You know, was there was there kind of a turning point of um, first deciding that you wanted to study leadership? I think obviously is a turning point. But then once you got into the program, you know, was it sort of an immediate embracing of this concept of global leadership, or was it something that sort of took a while to to really fester. I think it um, took a while to fester. Yeah. It took a while. It took a while because um, though I've done my undergrads from UK and then my postgrads were all abroad, not in Bangladesh, um, how we do the university work or how the culture is there. But uh, I think it took a while for me to adjust as well, to to learn. Right. And and what about in terms of the, the sense of your classmates? If If you could talk to your classmates today, from the from the global leadership days, um, what would you tell them? Um, I'm in touch with uh, many of them, uh, and uh, I think if I get to see them or speak to them now, I think it it would never feel that I've we've it's been so many years that there's been a gap. I think we'll just start from where we left. Start from where you, where you left off, which I think is really interesting because, as you know, I like to do as much social media as possible, and if if Tilka posts something. Um, it's always fascinating to me that if you look at the the likes and who liked uh, yeah. or who commented, oftentimes it's the classmates. It's the classmates, um, yes. And, you know, it's difficult to remember everybody, but oftentimes I can recognize the names. And to me, when I sort of compare that, Leslie, to, to our teaching in other departments and at different universities, that phenomenon is just not there or maybe i'm just never really experienced it there's just some there was something deep about the work that we did um that to this day even though the program isn't in existence we're still talking about it we're still having that desire to go back to it so i just think it's you know maybe it's not that different um i mean i i think back to to my college days and I don't know that I'm in touch with that many people. It's, you know, for whatever reason, this seems to, it seems as though we created this, this phenomenon. Absolutely. And, you know, we keep encouraging one another. We feel so happy when yeah. we see someone's doing something great and someone's doing, you know, where they are. And we uh, sometimes update each other of where we are. Even when I'm in Bangkok, I'd meet up with a few of them from back in class. Dylan right. is always in touch. And then I visited her oh, yeah, in Sri Lanka. Yeah, I visited <laughs> her in Sri Lanka when she was getting married. Sure. So yeah, it, we've formed a very close circle from beyond friends. I think we've moved into a leadership family. A leadership family. That's really interesting because I think that is, at, at one point we did, I think Leslie, it was around, I, I, for me, it was like around 2011, 2012, when that word, that term, leadership family came up. And, and I was like, this is, I think this is the global leadership family. And so with that, though, the world is completely turned upside mm -hmm. down. And I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but I'm sounding like a pessimist. <laughs> it's, 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 
it's different. It's different, not just because of the pandemic, it's different politically as well. And within that, and particularly because you're teaching and you're teaching leadership, what do you think are the key factors that should be not only taught, but really emphasized in a in order to get people to think outside of their own small or limited areas? Um, so basically, if uh, for them to understand, I think uh, understanding about themselves, self-awareness, first of all, where you stand, who you are, accepting the fact who you are, and always, uh, I think you should focus on the strengths. There would be weaknesses. There would be um, uh, there would be things that people would think would draw them back. But how you overcome those is very important. Then situation would be very different. Not all situations will be the same. Look at us from how we've moved from classrooms to the online classes. It's almost two years we haven't been at the campus, but still life is moving on. But if we were stuck where we were two years back, thinking that life has stopped for us. Things would have been so much different, right? Then um, maybe conflict resolutions, conflicts from within oneself with the others. Then you need to be very, very motivated. Motivation plays a huge role when it comes to moving forward and understanding positivity and also accepting feedback from people. Let it be positive or negative. And that last one's often the hardest one. Yeah, the negative right? feedback. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's the feedback which... People will perceive as as negative, yet it's very helpful. Yeah, it's very helpful. It's absolutely very helpful. But even uh, role plays help. Even in class, when um when I do get some time, I'd be like, okay, fine. I am a student today. With your group, you tell me what I have done in in the last three weeks. Let's say you tell me where I was right, where I was wrong. It's it's for personal growth. I feel. It's good for personal growth and, and it's wonderful negative feedback that I get that helps me yeah. build on who I want to be. Right. That's, that's really wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Did you find any uh, twists and turns along the way? Yeah, absolutely. There are so many twists and turns. Like first, the happy, happy twists and turns were I was on the other side of the table mm. in the classroom. So yeah, I had control over the class and then I didn't have to sit for the exams. That was the best thing. Right. One of the best things. I didn't have to write the papers, but I had to check them. That was very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> and, and time consuming. Oh, right? it's so time consuming. It's, it's sort of like the Wizard of Oz. You know, Absolutely. There's, there's, we, we, we make it look easy, but wow, the amount yeah, of work I that know. really goes. And once you're teaching, you realize the amount of work that goes Absolutely. into a class. Absolutely. Absolutely. Behind the scene work is so much more. Like in class, maybe you would be spending one and a half hours per class, yeah. 90 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. But before the class, after the class, there's so much more to do, sure. so much more work involved. So yeah, but that, that's fine. That's fine. So I, as I was saying, life is always greener on the other side. As I was entering the building, I was telling Rick, I want to be a student again. I was loving how there were students carrying their backpacks. And I was like, oh, I miss those days. But I'm sure if I'm a student again, Leslie, I'll be complaining again. <laughs> I'll yeah. be like, no, I want to go back <laughs> to the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it well. <laughs> and, and what you brought up earlier, and I think this is, Certainly one of the 
fallout from the pandemic is that I taught this summer a very multinational group who were studying allegedly in Poland. Okay. And what was clearly missing was the ability to do the mix and match of the different nationalities. I had Indian, I had Thai, Chinese, Polish, Ukrainian, and a variety of others in the classroom. But that richness of being able to really meet afterwards or before class, um, although I'm used to teaching online, I could really see in that environment that they were not getting the full amount of opportunity that they would have in a classroom. What has been going on in Bangladesh? Just bring us up a little bit to speed on how it's handled the pandemic and where you see the impact you talked about undergraduates on younger students as they are coming up and through and into university. Yeah, as you mentioned, Leslie, uh, it's very important, I think, to be able to see one another physically. It makes a difference. Mm. It makes a difference because they can understand your facial expression or your empathy or your love or something that you're not liking. It's very important to see one another. And over that video call with 40 students in a class or 35 students in a class, it's very difficult to connect with them. It's very, very difficult to connect with them. And with these undergrad students, they are either year one or year two students. First, they've missed like two years of what a campus life would be like. So it's for them connecting to the university or growing a love towards uh, going to classes, the campus, the classrooms, they're missing out on that. So eventually when they will come back, they'll already be in maybe year end of year two or year three. They won't have that bonding with the campus or the classmates or the teachers. You know, when they start year one, maybe they they, ha- they form a group of friends and then they move on to year two with the similar classes, same faculties, or they form groups. That that attachment would be missing, yeah. uh, I feel. And it's very, it will take a toll on them. And that there would be, I think, a gap. There would be a gap for them once they come back to classes or join campus because in Bangladesh, we're still going online. So in March, it would be exactly two years when we've stopped going to campus physically. So, so there's no return to campus. There's at no this return stage at this stage, no, because we're still being vaccinated, yeah. and it, if it, at least fifty percent of the students in class has to be vaccinated, it's still not done. It's still under process. Yeah, it's going. But then again, uh, we have many elderly faculties as well who are not comfortable coming into campus at this point because of health issues. So there are multiple reasons why. We're not back as yet, but we're rolling online and we're thinking of going um, back to campus maybe in a month or two, but that will again take some time to roll. So so I've got a question actually for both of you. And given what you just said, given this sort of break of connections, people being able to gather, do you see or think that a different styles of leadership will emerge? Oh, I, I think so. Oftentimes when we think of leadership, we think of leaders, the ones that come to mind first are the charismatic, transformational. Yeah. You know, they're out there. They they love the spotlight. They love the energy. You know, I also would say that the online has been a benefit, particularly for those who 
prefer introversion, right? Oh, they're I mean, they, having they, a blast. They, they're having a blast. They're, they're coming having alive. a blast. So, yeah. so I think that ties very nicely back to Leslie's typical wonderful questions, um, which is is absolutely. I think we could see a rise of uh, a different type of leader um, because you know with the, the education is to help build your confidence, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and that's leadership. So I think that's, I think, I think you're onto something. And I'll also say real quickly, um, teaching on campus, this term, uh, something has surprised me. And that is, I almost have perfect attendance in three classes. And, you know, while I'd like to say, oh, it's because they love me. <laughs> it's, I think the reality is, they love being back in the classroom classroom. and they're not, it's almost like they're not taking it for granted. Look, I remember in my undergrad days, eh, you know, there were some days where I missed, (laughs) you know, it was like, yeah, not today, but here it's like, it's like they, they, they recognize we can't take this for granted. We need to be in that classroom. Telco, what do you see? So I I would uh, agree with Rick. I would completely agree with Rick. And yes, there would be different leadership styles. And I think people do realize that we took so many things for granted. Sure. We took so many things for granted. And we're very thankful that we're still alive. And at this point, we are again being back to normal. And that that it took a toll on all of us. Mm-hmm. It took a toll on all of us. Anything else that you want us to know or understand or could help? immediate classmates or those who were in different years um, over the course of almost 20 years? It's always good to be connected. And it's always, it feels wonderful even just to see, I think I'm very thankful to the social media, no matter how much people would say it it takes your time. It's it takes a good amount of time of your day and it's just wasting your time or whatever. But I think these platforms have actually created uh, some areas where we can still be connected, where we can see the progresses, the growth of others, and we can we can be happy for them. And then, you know, we, we still can um, look forward to being with one another. We can make plans like, see, I'm here right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, for the students in the, I just want for them to understand their inner strengths. That's, that's of right. utmost importance. Because once, once you've got that, you can go forward. Absolutely. You know, you can... We can tie it back into, you can leap forward, Absolutely right? That, leap that forward. Becomes, that becomes exactly. it. So I'm just wondering, like, what's what's on the horizon in, in for Tilka for the next five or 10 years? I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like teaching has always been that purpose, you know, you, you, you were driven to that. And, and, you know, is that sort of what you plan on really continuing? Yeah, um, I do. I do. And uh, in the next five to 10 years, maybe I'll be back in the U.S. pursuing a PhD degree. Maybe. It's still a maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I keep telling my daughter that I'll be going back to university with her. So she can go for undergrads and I can go for my doctor. So I happen to know a really good advisor, uh, Dr. Leslie Hitch. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So really quite quite wonderful. So I've signed you up for that. I would love to be back in Leslie's classes. Trust me, Leslie. I swear I would be happy. So you're going to plan to go back and get the the big doctorate? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, yes. Actually, let's do it. And there are uh, individuals in the Global Leadership Program that we had the pleasure of being 
that have gone on and and received their doctoral degrees. Uh, quite a few. And Leslie goes back way, you know, before me. Uh, and I think there was some in your group as well uh, that aspired to and, and achieved it. And, you know, at the end of the day, if that's what we can do in people's lives to give them that confidence, um, you know, to, to just give them that inspiration, then go for it. I think that's that's what we do. Yeah, and, and connected to what we've just been talking about, the irony of the doctorate is that it's very it's a solitary procedure. You you have your advisor, you've got your committee, but unfortunately, there isn't the back and forth with classmates in quite the same way because you're focusing on what you're interested in there on theirs. So that's sort of my lead in to the fact that there are more and more doctorates that are appearing that are online only and that are perfectly legitimate. So that that's. For, for you and for others who are listening, who uh, may be thinking about taking the plunge one more, one more time. We'll be there to support you. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. If nothing else, we'll encourage you. <laughs> and I don't know that we'll edit, but we might. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Leader Brew Podcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share us with others. If you would like to be a guest or a co-host, please reach out to us at www.theleaderbrew.com or on our social media platforms. Be sure to check out our leadership courses at www.weleapforward.org. A special thanks to audio engineer Jared Zimirowski for making us sound great and to Northeastern University and Swinburne University. From the classroom to the real world, we hope that today's Leader Brew podcast ignited the extraordinary leader within. 